Hello, uh, welcome to Slice of Life, a podcast where we explore uh, one's perspective and views on meaning of life. Um, today, for our first podcast, we have a uh, guest, Albert Lam. Uh, he's a student studying statistics, uh, Master's of Statistics at the University of Chicago. Hi, Albert. Hey, thanks oh, for having me. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited being the first guest of a slice of life. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> it was originally your idea to kind of, you know, change it to like a podcast mm. format, right? So, I mean, that's right, that's right. I guess it's only the right thing to invite you as a first guest, sir. Huh? Great. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Albert, the first question that we like to ask <laughs> in this podcast is, so uh, consider a hypothetical situation, for example, you, you, you know that you will lose all your memory the very next day. And you can only record like a minute of yourself to show it to the future self about your values and meanings in your life. So basically, you just don't have any memories, but you know like how you survive. You can, you know, like ride bicycles, do whatever, you know where to go. It's just that you don't have the memories about like, you know, your values and meanings. And what would you record in that video, Albert? Yeah, so I think when you first asked me this, it was... I had a really hard time, I think, trying to piece together like what was important to myself. I think I sort of boil it down to like a few things. Um, the first thing is trying to be true to what is like important to you. So there is, I think there's a lot of stuff that you do in, in your life that takes up your time, but it's not necessarily things that you feel are important or things that you want to be doing. If you have like an essentially a new life, you know, you've forgotten everything that's important to you. It's, I think part of it is finding what is now important to you. No, you have to imagine that you're speaking to yourself. So I'm your future self and think that you're recording yourself right now. So imagine that I'm you. But what? it shouldn't be like, like a script or it's like, hey, Albert, I know you lost all your memory right now type thing, all right? It doesn't have to be script, but I'm just saying, like, speak to yourself, not to me. Just directly speak to yourself about, you know, what you're going to record. Okay. Okay. Let's try. Yeah, let's try that way then. Um, so, the way that your, your life, like, I know now, has just been, like, even living your life according to, like, what's important to you now, I think when you've forgotten everything that's important to you one of the first things you should do is try and find what's important to you now like those things may have changed and you might not have control over how they've changed you will spend like a lot of your time I think in life doing things that are not necessarily important and not necessarily things that you want to be doing um, and that's fine like that's how everyone sort of lives their life it doesn't mean that necessarily you um, you know, drop everything and just do things that you feel are important. I, I think that's not really like a way that's feasible to live your life. Um, but try and find yeah, what's what's important to you now? Like, is it going to be, um, you know, relationships, friends, family? Is it going to be trying to redefine like what you want to be doing, like in terms of career or how you want to spend your day? I think having that type of sort of awareness of like what are those things 
would guide you further in like what you want to be doing. But like, if if you're if you're losing most of the memory, how Correct. how are you gonna base your you know what's important to you on? Right. So I think it's challenging in that way because you yeah I agree that like up until well everything that's important to you basically comes from the fact that like what you've experienced or like how everything that got you to the point in time um, now. So. My, my, my suggestion is to try and think of like what I think if you start backwards it might be easier you know start with like what you want to be doing every day and then extrapolate what, what's important to you I think it's very hard though because it's like you're you don't really know enough about anything anymore I would say yeah try and think of what makes you happy is probably a good way to put it but I feel like it's also like you do need to do some self-discovery around what that means to you you're gonna tell yourself to try to be, try to find what makes you happy. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I think it's. So important. you're not you're not gonna tell the future self, the memory loss yourself. My happiness, I believe, is this or that. You're not gonna define the future self of your happiness at the current moment, but you're just gonna tell them to go find it. Yes. Why is that? Wouldn't it be better since you are you and you know a lot about you based on your past stuff, mm. and you can probably like glean what happiness means for you from your memories, right? Mm. Why don't you just transfer that to the future self who's lost the memories? Only select the important parts. Why just try, why just put him on a blank and just push him to go find what's happy for you? I think it's a good point. I think I come from the perspective of it. I feel like, like whatever experiences I've had, I've all been quite narrow and they've all been very sort of self-selected up until now. And to say like, you should be doing something in particular, given that like you don't have those experiences anymore, like things are like no longer important to you just because you don't even remember them anymore. I feel like it's not really that helpful. I think like you just start with blank paper, blank slate, for example, you'd be fine with that. No, it's not exactly a blank slate though, because I'm like I'm trying, I'm trying to say like you should try and find something that makes you happy, things that like are important to you. I think that's. But you're not gonna tell the future self what that is exactly. Yes. So you're just gonna tell him try to. Yes. And I keep going. Is that all you're gonna say, or? I think there are some like universal principles which make things like easier for you, like yourself, that make you kind of. Hack it to wisdom, like to teach you like how the world kind of works. Mm-hmm. I I think of this example of like you know, trying to optimize for happiness once you find it. You know, you can do things for a whole bunch of reasons. Any one thing that you decide to do, it can be sort of made up of a bunch of factors. And many most of the time, a lot of those things are not necessarily going to be based around just like pure happiness. Like that's just not really, I think, something that can be done for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But you can always think about, like, how does how would your happiness change as a result of whatever you decide? So, all right, I can, you know, eat ice cream. That's great. That would probably make me happy. But the things that I'm thinking about before I'm going to eat ice cream are probably other things like, does it make me, like, is it going to make me feel bloated? You know, have, like, how much ice cream do I have left? All that type of stuff. You know, it's a very trivial example, but I think it's like kind of ties into the idea that you're not always consciously thinking about like whether something makes you happy. You're making like many decisions every single day for like various things. Um, but in a new life, I think like 
if you were able to be more conscious around like how happy you're feeling, it will sort of lead you closer down the path of like what are the things that are important to you. So we talk about like happiness and importance of things being sort of closely related. But Mm -hmm. if you think it's a bit hard to, I think, assign certain like weight to how important something is, it's probably a, a bit more sort of concrete to think about it as whether something makes you happy. I think that's something people can relate to a bit more easily. So my suggestion is to think about when you try to, when you make a decision about something, try and think about how much happen, like whether that's going to lead to you being more happy. And if it's not, like, are you making sort of like a good decision then? If, like, if you're not going to be, if you can see it not turning out well for you, like, why? Like, I think you should question, try, try and question yourself in terms of, like, why you're doing something that will not make you happy. But the thing is that oftentimes when we make decisions, we, we don't know the outcome until we get into it, right? So even if you, like, ponder about, like, making such decision about optimizing happiness, mm. <clears throat> once you take that decision, the outcome might not what you expect, right? Yeah, okay, so... So I'm saying, like, how much introspection do you need in order to make a decision whether you think it's going to make you happy or not? So I agree with the point, like, yeah, you're not going to know exactly whether something makes you happy or not. Um, but that doesn't mean, like... I don't think that means necessarily that you just completely disregard like thinking about whether something makes you happy. You can still do the introspection of like, all right, I think this will make me happy because of re- certain reasons. Um, and I think that's a useful exercise, even if you're not completely sure whether something's going to turn out to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that I think if you don't, if you just like disregard it completely, you just, I think, get tied up a bit too quickly in other things and you, over time, you just kind of disregard this point of like, what makes you happy? Because you're just so concerned about like all the other things that regularly come to your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of lose like your way. You kind of lose the point of trying to do things that are important to you. If you if you if you don't think about it, if you don't consider yeah. whether it's gonna make you happy or not, yeah. Okay. Is is that is that it? The other one is I feel like it's always a good idea to try and be like more kind than you necessarily need to be. I think like if you were to boil down like all of the human interactions there are, and sort of like all the all the times when you feel like something goes wrong I think like one of the core things in that is just people not really taking time to understand what other people are thinking Mm -hmm. and then even doing that I think it's not really enough you need to I think try and be more generous to people and how you like how you work with them how you just interact on like a basic level with them I think people underestimate like just how um how influential just like small interactions are in day-to-day life it can just I think be very simple things that make people feel better when and it's not going to mean a lot to you either Mm -hmm. so I think like it's 
it's something that is a minor inconvenience, which I think can potentially have a lot, like bigger benefit for people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's like something that I would try and like do and like try and do like more actively. Okay. So so basically, you will tell you will tell your the new self to try to go out there and find what happiness means to you and to optimize for that happiness. And on the side, you also tell yourself to be more kind and generous towards others. Yeah. And I think they will kind of all overlap in some form. Like I think if you're able to, in your quest to try and find, like, or do one of those things well, you won't actually, I think, do all of them, like, decently well. So... I think, yeah, like I said, I don't think there's like a hard and fast, like I want you to do this exact specific thing. I think like these are all just more like things that will like help you um, better get used to the world that you've kind of like forgotten everything about um, and it'll kind of guide you to think like, a, I think a better life now that like I've started I kind of try to distill not so much like what I want to be doing in the future, but so much like the type of person I want to be. So. Okay. And if you, if you find that definition, do you think it's possible to achieve that? Like, I guess, um, what I'm asking is finding, finding happiness, what happiness means to you and actually being happy is two different things, right? Yeah. So for example, if you have some notion about happiness, like the things that you want to do and things that think that will make you happy, mm. but sometimes it would not always work out that way, right? Yes. No, I think it's, I think there is a point where it's like, yeah, you can find what's happy for you, whether you can like live that life is, I think, not really, I think always in your control. Okay. I think there's a lot of stuff that happens to um, people that means that, Right, even if you know like what makes you happy and um, what's important to you, it doesn't mean that you can necessarily act on it um, every single day. Again, I think it's kind of like a it's kind of like a balancing act. You want to be conscious around like, all right, if I'm not doing the things that are important to me, then like how much time am I spending on things that are unimportant? It's kind of like a long, long piece of work, I think you basically want to be conscious of like, all right, what is, like, where am I at? Like, how far am I, how far am I from where I want to be? Is there like something that can, like, is there something that I can do to actually change that? I think if you have that more sort of figured out it's going to be easier for you to act on like I think if you kind of put it to the side and don't think about it at least like somewhat regularly it's going to be something that you just kind of forget about and you kind of lose your way um having some like yeah mental marker of like where how far you are from where you want to be I think is important but you you also mentioned that it you 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 believe that it's genuinely impossible to to reach the ideal goal of happiness right I, I think for me, the way I see it is like happiness is very, the things that make you happy change a lot, I feel, over your life. And 
it's there's a point at which like sort of satisfaction and happiness kind of get like modeled together like if you're satisfied you're, you're happy I think that's not a bad thing but to say that like I think satisfaction is the same as happiness is I think a bit of a stretch for mm-hmm. a lot of people so permanence and satisfaction is probably possible being able to like consistently always be happy I think is something that it's not really attainable and I, and I don't think it's also necessary I don't think you don't I don't think you really need that to live a like, fulfilling life why? I think part of being happy is the fact that it's not always around part of being happy yeah is the fact that it's not always that you're not always happy um so you you, you accept the fact that it's like mostly unachievable at times yes like I think you have to go through like you know mild suffering to really appreciate like what happiness is uh, like the absence of just happiness like if you're I feel like if you're yeah constantly feeling happy I think it's just more like satisfaction really you, you enjoy your current state and it's not really something that you feel like needs to change I feel that's more that sounds more like satisfaction to me so the introspection about like life is more about like gauging your distance from your optimal state of happiness you feel so since since that is you accept the fact that it's not achievable most of the times mm. you think it's more important to know the distance between your ideal life and your life right now yeah at that point in time because you know we talk about like think like things that can change so yeah i think at that point in time if you have a good gauge of like how far you are i think that can guide you but yeah, again, I, I think it, it's kind of like a, it's like an asymptote that like can't really be like attained in the sense that like, because your happiness changes over time as well, you have to like rediscover like what makes you happy. So it's a constant state of, so there are two, two selves, like the, your current self and your ideal self that mm. I don't know, defines the state of your happiness. Mm-hmm. So those two things change consi- consistently according to you. Yes. And it's, it's a hard job to maintain like keep track of all this change yeah. and also the distance between that yeah I think yeah I think distance is a probably a bit too strict but like you want like some like relative like feeling of just like yeah how far you are I think like it's just you don't really need like a precise type of like measure of like alright I'm like three steps away or I'm like four steps away I think it's just more like you, you need to know just like how like you're like do you, are you close? And if you're not close, like, okay, what are, what are things that will get me closer? I think, like, keeping a binary is probably sufficient. I see. Now, uh, let's move on to our next section. Mm. So, until now, like, this question was mostly about, like, your definition of happiness that you want to send to the future shelf. But now, um, the next question is that uh, if you could have a dinner with any single guest who is currently alive, and who would you like to invite and uh, why? Yeah, so I, I interpreted this question in like a couple of ways. Like, I was thinking like, should you invite someone where, that knows something that you don't and throughout the sort of dinner try, trying to get them to tell you things that like you want to find out that you don't really know about right now. But then... Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, like, it's not extortion. No. Yes. It's so, <laughs> So I figured that's probably another best way to do it. Um, and I ended up settling on uh, Joe Rogan because recently I started listening to some of his podcasts. So, I mean, actually, for people who 
wouldn't know him. So can you please explain who this person is? Okay, yeah. So I can. I don't know a lot about him to be perfectly honest, but I know like he 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 shot to fame because of um, his in his involvement with UFC. So like he's like a he's closely related to sort of like um, the UFC organization in doing um, to like preparing for fights and also um, being like a stage man for them. So he's, he's like one of the like prominent faces of that entire industry that brand um he used to be like a mma fighter like he used to do like martial arts but now i think what people sort of recognize him most for is just being a general entrepreneur so he has sort of like his own sort of media presence um podcast is sort of like how i sort of interact with most of like his thinking the um the most um he has his podcast called the joe rogan experience and it basically invites people not necessarily like a-list celebrities but like people that are in like comedy um people that are in academia and they sort of sit down for like a few hours and talk about a whole bunch of things that he finds interesting but also um if they're like if the guest is sort of working on um some particular piece of work like he they sort of explain like what the significance of that is so now we can move on to why you want to meet him. Yeah. So the reason why I, I, I chose Joe Rogan is because on one hand I feel like he's pretty laid back. I think in a dinner type um, sort of conversation he's going to be um, quite chill, and I think we'll get along in like a friendly way. Like I don't want it to like devolve into some like. Like you said, extortion of like I ask a question, he gives me an answer type thing. But you know, having a healthy, healthy conversation. The other thing I I thought about was basically my understanding of like his life, but just based on like what he has talked about in the podcast that I've listened to, is he's lived a very different life to me. Like he uh, basically started off um, like there was a point in his life he talked about where like he basically had like no money left. Like he was sort of like hustling by himself to, you know, just stay alive and survive. So that, that's something like I've never really done. Um, like I've, I don't really, I don't really have, I haven't had like the sort of misfortune of having to do that, do that in my life so far. Um, but I feel like there's a lot to learn about that. Even if, even if it's like, however unlikely that I will end up having to do that stuff. I think when you, go through sort of like a phase of life like that you can really get closer to sort of things we talked about previously like what is important to you and like how you want to spend your time type of discussion so I want to get that perspective because I feel what I know so far is quite limited to just sort of like my own introspection and then the other thing I, I want to sort of tap his sort of mind on is the fact that he's spoken to so many people um through his podcast work and also just guessing like his general um network you know what are the things that he like he finds patterns in in terms of like what makes people happy like what people find are important to them i think there's not many people outside like outside of like a few other names that have had so much exposure to people from just completely different walks of life. 
the people he talks to are not just necessarily um, people that have like had a like rough in like the start of their life and like ended up being like really successful. I think he has like a quite a broad range of people that you know even people that have started off like being very successful, um, you know, or being born into like money or something. You know, I think all the guests. Are, one thing is that I really like about his podcast, like all the guests tend to be very um, self they have like a really good self-awareness of like where they are and what they what they're doing not not on just like a surface level but I think like on a deeper level like what are they trying to do and I think that's that's an important thing to everyone to really think about Um, so yeah I think all those things kind of make him a very interesting personality. I see. Right. Thank you. And uh, moving on to the next question is um, now we're going to talk about ambitions. And Albert, if what's your uh, biggest ambition about life that you believe is uh, within your reach? So I think defining like what is like plausible in life is kind of challenging at the moment for me yeah since you're so realistic yeah and uh, I ended up settling on being a good father I feel it's kind of some many reasons for why I chose this but I think firstly like good parenting is always underrated I feel so my feeling is that it's underrated because people that aren't parents haven't been a, like they didn't know what parenting involves I feel um it's some people like to think of it as like it's a job like you know you put in certain hours into like this piece of work that is a child <laughs> but I think of more of it as like um a partnership you're working with another person to try and achieve something together I sort of thought about like you know what a good parent tries like is and I think it's it's going to be different for different people and I think that's kind of inescapable but the way I like to try and boil it down is like a good parent for me is like what I want to be in terms of if someone says I'm a good parent it's like something that I would try and think of that I've, that I've done is um, try and give the widest sort of spectrum of opportunities for my child mm-hmm. um, I've lived a life so far where I think my parents have done uh, as best as they could in terms of giving me the opportunities that I've had. And they've made really good choices on my behalf for, you know, a good portion of my life. And I'm like, inter- I'm like really grateful for like what they've done for me. The way I think of it as like, if I was to be a parent is I hope to be able to give even more to my child than whatever I ever had. And I think that's pretty like universal for every single parent. but. I don't want to be some a parent that tries to define their child's life. I don't want to be the person that says, you should do this because I've done the analysis for you and this is going to achieve A, B, and C, which are going to be, which are important to you. I feel like you should give your child as much opportunity as well to just discover them, discover things out for themselves. I think part of a rewarding child is the fact that you get to do that like you get to find out that oh yeah the stove is hot don't touch it (laughs) 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> even if it means you burn yourself. But, you know, you, you were saying. How do you know that your children is going to make the right decision? For example, like, I mean, they might make the wrong decision because they're yes. young. Right? Yes. So there has to be some sort of guidance to some level. And what do you think that level is? Right. So when does the one's like self-introspection and self-decision making begins? Uh. And how much do you, how much guidance do you put inside them, you think? Yeah, so like, I want to teach them to be like a moral person. I think that's sort of fundamental to being um, sort of like a just well-regarded person in society. And I, I agree that like, yeah, you should, you, like a good parent should teach that. Um, but I don't feel like that's something that is necessarily like enforced. It's more like a, you, you teach them as you go. And I don't feel like it's kind of something that's like, all right, I need to like tell them that these are like the hundred things that they shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's also the fact that like they'll learn these things not from other people as well. Right. They'll learn that like, yeah, you shouldn't steal things from like people they go to school with. Right. Because, yeah. If someone, if you still, if something gets stolen from you, you feel really sad and you know, it's good to be kind to others. Like we said. So I don't think it's, I, I, yeah, I agree that there are certain things that you should teach, but I don't feel like that you need to do it in a very sort of, like you, you don't have to enforce things like to the T, I feel. I see. So, so the morality is something that you want to enforce? Yeah, I mean like... What's good and bad? There, there are definitely things which are like... There are definitely things which you, you should say no to. Okay. Um, and I, I think... Some, some things will be obvious, but my, like my principle will be like to try and say yes as much as possible. So, but, like, but what if, what if, you know, I mean, but sometimes children needs to, I mean, they're not going to always like ask for some permission. I mean, sometimes they need some pushing around to do in order to, you know, try new things, for example. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. yeah. To, you know, go outside of the safe zone. Right. So, so that is some sort of guidance, isn't it? Or. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I guess. Um. So, yeah, I agree that, like, yeah, there is, I guess there is some type of, like, you need to force them to do things at times. There's a lot of things that we talk about when it comes to parenting are, can be sort of uh, distinguished by just moderation. You know, how hard do you push them? I think that's probably more important than whether you push them or not. And so I think all these things, like, can be dealt with reasonably for most people in various case-by-case basis you if you were to try and boil them down to like rules i think it's gonna be very hard which is why i like like to think of them as more like principles so you know try and say yes as much as possible try and give as many opportunities to them as possible like these are all just things that you should try and get towards general guideline yes like i don't think like the thing that i don't like about rules is like people naturally try to exploit them (laughs) right so (laughs) it's not a good way of thinking about how things should be done and because they're just very unproductive. Oh, so, so you're also going to give those kind of rules to your kids. So like, yeah, I see. So there, there's no like rule that forbids you or like bans you from doing something. It's just, I would like to be able to do that. I, 
It may not be practical to be able to do that, but I would like to be able to do that. You would like to do that? Yes. You like to ban? No, no. I would like to be able to give them like oh, guidelines, the, the principles. Yeah. I see. And and not have to enforce rules if I could. There, there's a certain like practicality like type of argument there, right? Where it's like you know, what can you actually like? Can you actually just live by guidelines? Like probably depends on like various things. So I would like to be able to do that. It's, I don't think you're necessarily a bad parent if you don't do that either. Um, but I feel like that is going... I think like the rule type sort of framework is more closer to like, you know, what, what work is. And then a guideline type framework is something that's more closer to a partnership. I see. And what would your standard of being good father be? Like, how would you, how would you decide that for yourself? From your like children's... I don't know, like opinion or, or achievement or whatever. So how, how would you know that, oh, I was a good father or something like that? I don't think achievements are a good barometer for that. I mean, I think like a lot of stuff, especially when you're like early on in life, it's just like a roll of the dice. There's a bit of like just, there's a massive component, I think, of luck in a lot of those things. The way I think about it is like, I would like to think like after my child becomes an adult that they can reflect on their childhood and say like you know yeah dad made a lot of good choices for me and I had a really good childhood because I was really excited about every day like those, not necessarily like these words but just like the types of feelings I feel like if if a child is able to reflect on those things in a very fond way, I feel like that's already for me what a good father is. Whether they end up being successful in whatever measure, um, I don't feel like is terribly important. I feel like there's a certain point at which children, when they mature to become adults, is that there's a natural, it, things just naturally change from being sort of parent motivated to just being self-motivated like you, you start you kind of start taking control of your life a lot more um firmly and so what i gauge to be success for them is most likely going to be very different to what they think of as success once they start taking control of their life so as long as they yeah have good memories of what their childhood is and i think if i'm able to instill some level of I also want to be a good parent when I become a parent I think that would be that would be kind of like the dream mm, I, see. I see so um, moving on to our last section mm. since uh, I mean our channel is about like exploring the meaning of life mm. so what would you say right now as of now your meaning of life in your definition would be um, I think for me at the moment is trying to live in the present i think like up until now it's especially like young people like they always think about you know place a very heavy weight on like the future especially like, like like the next few years of their life i'm trying to be more conscious of like what i can do for myself now without you know, heavily compromising like what that future is so if you ask me what the meaning of life is at the moment for me, it's to live life in the present and not be on this like 
continual search for happiness or like figuring out exactly what's important to me. I feel like those things at the moment, the things that are important to me at the moment, I think are just not that important. When you think about, oh yeah, I want to, um, so at the moment for instance, like I'm on a stage where I'm trying to think about what I want to do when I graduate school. That's still like kind of in a future, like me, I, I, at the moment, during summer break at the moment, I'm trying to think more about how I can live sort of like a more fulfilling summer. And like, you know, what are some of the things that like, I want to spend more time with like friends that I've met over the year. Um, I want to go back to Australia and you know, catch up with friends that I haven't talked to in like a year. I think those are like things that I'm think are coming to the forefront of being more important to me now. Mm, I see. But, but didn't you say that before in your clip to the, you know, future self who loses memory, didn't you say that you were going to tell him to find like, what's happiness for you or stuff like that? Yes. Yes. But like, that's because he doesn't know what's like, what happiness is for him. I see. So you, you have some sort of definition right now then? Yes. For what but, I've... But you don't think that's really like, like important as of now because it might change no I think it's not so much that it will change it's just more that um, like I, I, I can make a conscious decision that like they can wait for now they're important to me soon but not necessarily now I see so what what, what is that though? what's that definition like, like what, what are those things? Yeah, I mean, like what you said, like trying to be kind to others or stuff like that, or no, 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 like they're, like they're more like um, they're a bit more concrete than that. So like things like like I want to find a job in um, something that I want to do. I feel like that's not something that I've put a lot of energy into doing in the past. I know that's gonna like that's something that I find, it's gonna be important to me, mm-hmm. but I don't need to act on it now right now like I don't act on it like today or tomorrow it's something that is important to me but I can sort of um, I've made time for it mentally but it's just not it's just not right now yeah. I see right so um, I guess that'd be all right yeah I mean did, so did you did you like this uh, podcast preparation and stuff like that yeah I, I actually like I'll, I'll, like our previous talk before like I think it's uh, as you're sort of talking through these things it's kind of like just opens your eyes I think even as you're speaking because you're kind of hearing like what you're what you're saying and I think it just it just sticks with you a lot better I see so thank you for having me <laughs> well I mean yeah and uh, I hope this uh, episode airs <laughs> oh. in the near future Thanks for listening. I'm so happy that you made it all the way through. This was my first attempt at making a podcast, so there are lots of issues with voice control, producing, and all that. However, I will get better and better eventually and strive to achieve a level that I'm proud of. By listening to my podcast, I hope you are motivated to think about the questions and answers that appear in this episode. I hope you have a meaningful day.